0: All right, folks, I haven't shut up enough about our trip to Cape Cod that's coming up in June. I really want y'all to join me on this. It is going to be the adventure of a lifetime. And it's really hard to put into words what kind of adventure we could be going on from this sort of perspective. We really haven't done a trip like this before here on KGMI. So I figured the best way to get you in the mood of this is to bring someone into the studio that literally just finished up. His adventure of a lifetime. And this person, of course, is none other than the legend himself, Dave Walker from Cafe 104.1. Dave is back in studio literally a day after hopping off of the plane from... Memphis or Nashville? Remind me again what that last stop was on your Music Cities tour. Nashville was the last. Nashville was the last. Okay, so let's recap for our listeners here who missed your earlier interview from this year. Y'all went on a Music Cities tour, and I think I can use y'all in this context. Absolutely. I've heard that a lot
1: over the last week.
0: <laughs> Music Cities tour, y'all hit up New Orleans, Memphis, and Nashville, correct?
1: That's exactly right.
0: And how, I, I mean, how was it?
1: It uh, was awesome. It yeah. was so much fun. I have to say, the folks at Bel Air and the folks at Premier, who they partner with, are really good at this. It was really yes. well organized. This was a trip full of good people. You know, I told my wife before we went because she came with me. I said, you know, you know, part of our job is going to be to kind of schmooze with people and get to know them and and all of that. And there will be somebody that annoys us. That's just just be ready for that. <laughs> that person wasn't there. Everybody was just so cool and wonderful, and we just we made new friendships. And it was just, it was so much fun.
0: It's all about making those connections, too. Not only are you going on the trip of a lifetime, you're connecting not just with us or you in this instance, but with each other. That's the part of the community spirit, I think, that we've been, uh, over the past couple of years, I think, has gotten a little bit lost from us. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, it, 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 that was a big part of it, was getting to know people and just having a great time. And these are people who go out and have adventures, so they've had a lifetime of adventures. And so everybody had great stories, and it, we had 50. 52 people on our trip in eight days. So I have to admit... I got to know some people really well, and some people, you know, it, we just it wasn't enough time to get to them. Uh, but we we tried to talk with as many people as we could, and uh, like I say, we've made new friendships. We're already talking about a reunion from this trip. Really, uh, there there are two couples that we're planning to get together with again because we just had so much fun with these people.
0: And again, remind you, reminding you, folks that are listening to this interview right now, Dave literally got off the plane from this trip yesterday, and these plans are already in the work. That's the power of community.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I. I got got to say, I'm, I'm still exhausted because it, it's a whirlwind. I mean, and, and we saw all the things. They just did such a great job planning it and getting us to the places in the cities that we wanted to see
0: excellent. I, I was honestly amazed that you walked through the front doors this morning at the early hour that you did. I was like, Dave's definitely going to take Friday off. I'm not going to I'm not going to see him in the station this morning. And there you are. You popped right on in here. I'm like, oh, oh, he's alive. We need to chat about all the adventures you went on. And I'm so glad you brought up the, the, the planning that went into this trip, because for a lot of folks, they don't like to have control over the situations. They're more go-with-the-flow folks. And you had mentioned to me earlier this morning that that was one of the hardest things yes. for you to get used to when it came to this trip, especially with the later six.
1: It, it was, because we've always vacationed on our own, planned everything out ourselves, and it was hard to just let go and go with the flow. But once we did, I mean, everything's really taken care of for you. Now, we had some freedom. We could go do our own thing, so we could choose our own restaurants and and our own activities at times. But they got us in. You know, you don't have to worry about buying tickets or uh, scheduling things or making reservations or any of that, all of it is taken care of for you. It, we went to just some of the coolest places in those cities. It, and I know you're doing a different trip, and by the way, I'm a little jealous of yours, <laughs> but uh, like Sun Studio in Memphis, that's where Elvis got his start, right? That's where he showed up at the front door and said, I want to make a record for my mama. <laughs> and uh, and you go in, and you get the the full tour, and you, you just don't have to worry about any of it. They, they're expecting you. You go in, you go through, and uh, and it's just it's a fabulous experience.
0: Right on. It's like, hey, welcome to our neck of the woods. You are our guest. Come right in. It almost felt like a VIP experience in a way. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah. Well, sure. Because in some ways, I was the host, but I wasn't really because they have a tour guide that they hire. and You may get the same guy. His name is Clinton. He's wonderful. He knows everything. I I don't know who they're gonna have for you, but. He's the guy who's just sort of in charge of all of it, and he knows everything. So he's put together – he's the guy who puts together the whole trip based on his knowledge of these cities. And and like I say, we saw all the highlights. We saw all the cool stuff, and Clinton knew all about it. So as as we were like on the bus going to a place – uh, he would give us all the background before we got there, so we went in knowing what to expect and it was it was great.
0: That's wonderful. I love having a walking encyclopedia yes. on me at all times, coming with me wherever it is I'm going. They're, they're like my favorite kind of people, if you will. Now, you went to, now remind me again, you have never been to any of these three cities that you went to or you stopped by them for a short period of time, jog my memory here real quick. I, I'd
1: been to New Orleans a couple of times, okay. I'd been to Memphis once, I'd never been to Nashville. Okay. So Nashville was kind of what I was looking forward to the most, I knew I liked the those other cities, but I'd already experienced them. Nashville, I had no background on really, other than knowing it's the country capital of the world. And the last thing we did the last night was we went to see the Grand Ole Opry Uh and not just tour it. We went and saw a show there. Uh And it's basically a two hour radio show because they broadcast the whole thing. So it was fascinating for me in that sense, but it was, it was so much fun. And I, I looked at the, at the roster of who's there and there were a couple names I knew, but a lot of names I didn't. And then I found out why these people were not the performers; they were the songwriters, and for oh. the first time in the history of the Grand Old Opry, they had a songwriters' roundtable. So they all talked about these songs that they wrote, and these are some of the biggest songs in country, right? These these were the players, and they sang their own songs and told the stories behind them. At one point, the the <laughs> two guys who are songwriters together, uh, they introduced their song by saying, "We wrote." the dumbest song of the decade yes. and it was a huge hit and i apologize for anybody who has college students because i know you've heard this way too much but here it is and they started playing red solo cup are you familiar <laughs> with that song i sure am yeah yeah and the whole place sang along and it was just fun and and really cool and, and hearing the background of the, and the stories was, was wonderful.
0: That's awesome. So I take it Nashville not only met your expectations, they exceeded it. What did you think Nashville was going to be like before you even stepped foot in the city?
1: What I'd heard about a lot was Music Row, the, the street called Broadway. And what I'd heard about it is You can walk up and down Broadway Poke your head in the door And go, you know Do I like this band? Do do I want to go in? And no cover charge In any of these places You just go in Have a drink or a meal Or whatever And hear the band And it was exactly that There's a whole bunch of shops I ended up buying a cowboy hat
0: Hey you know, in
1: Nashville, come on. When in Rome. Right? But, uh, but it, it, they're just great bands. And so many people go to Nashville to try to make it that there's just an incredible quality of talent there. And so, you know, every band in every bar was really good and was just lots of fun.
0: Would you say the same thing now? I know Nashville you mentioned is the hub of country music, especially for those who are up and coming. That's the place to be. What What is the scene like in Memphis? I I don't imagine this. It's the same sort of hub for country. Memphis I always envision as more of a a bluegrass central area. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, or blues, blues, blues. and bluegrass. It's also okay. it's also where rock and roll was born. Ah, it's it's it where. Is. You know the the blues and what they called in the day hillbilly music and soul and gospel all sort of came together to form rock and roll. Elvis had a big part of that, but he wasn't the only one, of course. Uh, Carl Perkins and um, uh, uh, Otis Redding and uh, the the whole Sun studio stories is kind of where it started. Um, uh, Ike Turner, who wrote what is generally considered the first rock and roll song, "Rocket 88." Uh, performed in that studio. And so you just feel the history when you're in this place, right? It's, it's all these these huge stars. Johnny Cash came out of there. Uh, and you, you can feel it. And they have Elvis's microphone there. So everybody got a chance to take a picture of themselves singing into Elvis's microphone. It was just fun.
0: <laughs> what was your song of choice for that microphone when you got up there?
1: I did not actually sing. <sighs>
0: uh,
1: I just posed. But uh, uh, it, it was so much fun. I did sing. There was one show... It, we went to a dinner theater in Nashville, and it was Tammy Wynette's. And by the way, that's how you say it. It's not Wynette. It's mm-hmm. Tammy Wynette. It was her old crew. And they'd put together this this wonderful dinner theater show. And at one point, they were singing "Stand by Your Man," and they said, "But we need a man." And instantly, everybody pointed at me because I'm <laughs> the radio course, guy. So course. I I got hauled up on stage, and she made me sing "You Are My Sunshine" uh, in front of everybody. And it was uh, <laughs> it, it was a, a horrible experience for everyone, but but we had fun.
0: You're but you're used to getting in front of a microphone in some capacity, so yeah. you at the very least you probably tried to ham it up in people bought into the okay all right he's up there he's doing his best we we had a good time all right awesome and uh, last but not least of course we've got to talk about new orleans we've been in sort of a cajun mood all week long with the folks from the bistro at the newly renovated shucks golf club coming in and feeding us cajun food earlier today my gosh now I, i have to ask about the food i feel like that's the most central thing to new orleans and for you, you have a you. You and I are similar in the in the sense that we both have some dietary restrictions that we have to deal with, not just when we're traveling, but in our day to day, everyday lives. How did you manage to get through New Orleans with the restrictions that you deal with on a daily basis? Well, I
1: broke the rules in some cases. <gasps> we went to Cafe Dumont. Of
0: course, you did. And
1: I, I shouldn't eat sugary things, mm-hmm. uh, but they they have uh, the most wonderful sugary things you can ever imagine. They, Absolutely. Uh, and, and so uh, I. I I indulged a little bit, but there was there was plenty to choose from there. We went to some very nice restaurants there there 's barbecue all through the south, so uh, there, was, there was plenty to choose from. Uh, on your trip, I think you're probably gonna. Have, it's gonna be more seafood yes. and chowder and that kind of stuff, right?
0: Full New England lobster dinner promised oh, at on. the very end of oh. the trip. People, come on, you can't miss out on that one, folks.
1: That sounds so good.
0: But that's but that's my trip. We'll more we'll details that a little bit more later. But we were talking one of our tri- we actually had trivia questions earlier this morning about southern vegetables, fried green tomatoes, okra among them. Did you get a chance to try either of those foods while you were down there? You know, I
1: lived in Dallas for a few years. So oh, I've, I have okay. I have tried those foods. I will say that there were some places where the, the foods were weird. But you, you go along and and you say, I'm in a new place, When in Rome. And so uh, we experienced not just the, the food but the culture and the people. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I recommend it. I, I think travel is so good for the soul. 100%. And – Uh, You know, we we have traveled a bit out of the country. We haven't seen as much of our own country as we'd like to. And I I think that's important, and it's cool, and it's amazing how different Americans— the people aren't that different, but the cultures and the the scene is different. And it's really fun to experience our own country and people who— live you know in a different way than we do in some ways
0: i couldn't agree more i absolutely could not agree more i'm, I'm curious to know about because you went to three different cities three uh, even vastly different parts of the american southeast right in their in their own regards those three cities are in totally different parts what about the music cities trip would you say surprised you the most
1: you know, it's that uh, when you think of jazz in New Orleans, mm-hmm. you think of the the horns and the clarinet and the Dixieland like style a big jazz. Band. yeah, that is kind of out of style. Mm-hmm. now it's it's out of favor, even in New Orleans. And I was looking for it because I think that music is fun. Yeah. and 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 we found it, but mostly street troubadours and things. But when you go to like Frenchman Street, which is where all of that jazz happens, It's definitely modernized. It's different from what I expected. And at first I was sort of disappointed. Like, I'm looking for that Dixieland jazz. But when I let go of that and just said, Let's see what they're doing now. It was a whole new experience, and it, it it is updated, and and we we just had a wonderful time.
0: So more like the three piece, like the quartets, the trios, kind yeah, of more still like a it? lot
1: of horns. Uh, it was hard to find a clarinet anywhere. <laughs> uh, hard to find that old sound, gotcha. New Orleans jazz. But the new sound is is pretty fun.
0: I'll take it. Maybe that's why they were up here this weekend. I'll tell you what. I was at the farmers market this past Saturday. There was a clarinetist. You had an upright bass. There was a guy on the uh, the melodica playing along. Just over at the farmers market and I was like, okay, I hope this is what Dave's listening to yeah. down in New Orleans cuz they've got a group like I just couldn't help it. I was I was dancing at the farmers market all this weekend.
1: We had some <laughs> some great great times and I I know uh you're celebrating a birthday. I am. Happy birthday. Thank you. Woo. I I had a birthday on this trip and we And were, happy birthday to you. Thank you. We we were at BB <laughs> King's House of Blues in Memphis. <gasps> oh and and the whole group had uh, had organized a birthday celebration for me that I wasn't expecting at all Lots. so they they had all signed cards and then the band who was on stage, who was amazing, they sang me happy birthday. No. Turned out there was another guy in there named Bill who was also having a birthday. So we hugged it out. And, uh, you know, Bill and I got to know each other <laughs> Yeah, after, you know, a, a couple of beverages. And uh, uh, it, was, it was just fun. It, you know, it's that sense of community. You get together with a group like that and you start getting to know people and you just uh, you, you feel the love.
0: You do. You really really do. You know what? You did tell me that BB King story this morning. And when you sometimes when things when people tell me things at 4 a.m., I don't exactly hear them quite the way I should. And I thought you had told me, I they you know I got sung to at a Burger King and I'm like, "Dave, really?
1: <laughs> That's you go all the
0: way across the country and you get sung to at a Burger King?" Never
1: went to a Burger King. No, BB Kings. BB Kings.
0: More important. Way yeah. more important and way more uh just way cooler. Unbelievable.
1: I'm, I'm just going to tell you your trip is is very different from mine. Boston
0: yes. yes. and Cape Cod, is that right? Boston and Cape yeah. Cod one night in Boston, the rest of it in Cape Cod and the islands yeah,
1: I've never been to either of those places, and like really? I said, I'm a bit jealous of your trip and i <laughs> I'll just tell you that I'd never done an organized group trip like this before, and I was just really pleased with how well organized it was and uh, and how much they took care of us. I mean things like uh you you come from the airport. And take a bus to the hotel. You're not dealing with your bags. Nope. They they bring your bags to your room, right? Mm. I mean, you're just you're living the VIP treatment.
0: Oh, that's, so that's right. My yeah. my hats
1: off to Lori and all the folks at Bel Air and the uh, like. I say the company that they work with, Premier. Uh, they just they put together this trip very thoughtfully. And uh, and we, I didn't leave any of those cities thinking, oh, but I didn't see the big thing, mm-hmm. right? They had us at the big things.
0: You ha- you were on there, on the money. You are there now for every single stop that you went on. And hopefully we can have that same sort of experience when you folks who are out there listening join us in Boston and Cape Cod this coming June. And if you want to do that, we've got some info nights coming up. That'll be this Wednesday, October 25th at Jalapenos at Barkley Village. And then again on Thursday, that'll be October 26th at Rustler's Front Street Grill in Linden. Both of those info nights will start at 6.30 p.m. I will be there. Joe Tian might make a surprise guest appearance at one or both of those info nights. The info nights are completely free and we'll have some little light snacks and refreshments for those of you who wish to attend. Again, these info nights are totally free and you can get all the information you want and any information about the trip can be found over on our website at KGMI.com You want more testimonials about this? Dave Walker is your guide to talk to. Again, he literally just hopped off a plane less than 24 hours ago from his Bel Air Tours adventure trip of a lifetime to the Music City's New Orleans memphis and nashville and he can't literally you are glowing i (laughs) I would do another
1: i would do another trip like this in a second
0: dave walker from our sister station at cafe 104.1 again live and fresh off his trip from the music cities tour in the american southeast dave get some rest darn you that's the
1: plan (laughs) that's the plan from here diana i know you're gonna have a great time enjoy and i can't wait to hear all about it
0: thank you